I have to say that might be my favorite title I have ever received, Joy Mentor. That's awesome. All right, so tonight, wow, I'm, I'm used to preaching Sunday evening, so if I ever say tonight like I just did, I, I would appreciate a little grace. That's great. And when I, when I meet tonight, just so you know a little bit of my scope and scale, this group over here, you are likely more people than I will have with me tonight at the table, but that's okay. I'm not scared by large crowds. So we're going to talk about celebration. I am a professional celebrator. I am. That's really what I get paid for. Um, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a church planter. So I, I celebrate baptisms. I, I saw at the end of the month, August 30th, there's going to be a picnic with the possibility of baptisms. Those are things that as pastors we look for and we celebrate. So if you haven't been baptized yet and you'd like to make that public proclamation, I know that, that Julie and Rob would love to hear that you haven't yet been baptized and that you would like to make that public proclamation of faith that you believe in Jesus. And so they will look forward to celebrating. I, I celebrate communion. That's part of how we worship every night. We're called the table and we actually start our evening with a meal. And then we celebrate communion each, uh, each week we gather at the table and then we have worship, and we celebrate how good God is. So I am a professional celebrator, but I have more than one job because I'm a church planter. Um, the other job I have is my, my wife is a caterer, and I'm, um, because I'm married to a caterer, I'm also a caterer. <laughs> and so I get to celebrate. Not, yeah, this, this coming week, we've got a, a big wedding that we get to celebrate, and we get to provide the food so other people celebrate. I am really a professional celebrator, so I am trained to walk you through what we're going to walk through this morning, how to celebrate. So we're, we're going to start small. For those of you um, not familiar with celebration, it starts like this. Repeat after me. So the first level of celebration is just a smile. If, if, if you're advanced, you can even show your teeth. Last night, my, my wife and I were enjoying some Devani's deep dish pizza on, on, on our couch, and we were watching the first Harry Potter. And uh, after the, the sor- sorting ceremony, um, the, they cut to Dumbledore every once in a while, and Dumbledore is, is doing the, the next stage of celebrating. He's doing this when, when each person gets sorted into their house. So I would invite you to do the Dumbledore golf clap. That would be the next level of celebration. But when Harry Potter gets sorted into Gryffindor, he does this. So would you... Would you okay. Now, the, these next couple ones might not be appropriate in all churches, and I haven't checked with Rob yet, so I know that it's often best to ask for forgiveness than for permission. So the, the next two may not be acceptable in all churches, but they're going to be okay. So the next level of celebration, can I just have one of these? Oh yeah, doesn't that feel good? Right on. Yeah, and, 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 if, and if you're like me, one of my favorite expressions is right on. So you tie those next two together, it's, it raises the level of difficulty. Right on! Okay, now for these next couple, you may even have to stand up. It's like, so you're sitting down and you go, like my team just scored! You want to try that one? And then I don't know if any of you have a happy dance. That, that would be the next one. It's like, 
I actually engaged in the happy dance about a week and a half ago, and I did it for a phone call. I, I, I honestly did. May, Rob may remember this, uh, this stage, but it wasn't even a phone call where I talked to a person. Uh, it was a phone call where I got to leave a message. I happened to be calling Dan, who's a good friend of mine, and Dan is a generous man, and I'm working in the fundraising stage still, even after more than a year of preparing and launching this church, but I'm still fundraising, and God had placed Dan on my heart, and I called him and left a message, and seriously, I put the phone down, and I did a little happy dance, and I thanked God, Um, so these things really do come to play in the life of the Christian, so hi, I'm Greg, I'm a professional celebrator, so Julie, you ready? That, that, that may be our cue for some of the advancement of slides. Um, I don't have a, a clicker. So we're going to start with this. It is good to celebrate in the midst of any long, worthwhile endeavor. It is really good to celebrate. Now, I, I do say I'm a professional celebrator, and I need to let you know that this is easier for me than it will be for some of you. There, there's a personality inventory out there called the Enneagram. I am type 7, which... They have labeled the enthusiast. I I am serious when I say that it is easier for me to celebrate than it will be for some of you. Because I look for things to celebrate. This is something, I I wake up in the morning and part of my just, my bearing part of how God has wired me is I am wired to celebrate. Okay? So I recognize that for some of you, this is hard. This could be a discipline for you. That doesn't make you any less of a person. It doesn't make you any less of a Christian. There are some things likely that you as a non-enthusiast excel at that I find really, really hard. Especially those of you who have gifts in the slow and steady sorts of things. Those of you who are super diligent and you always follow things through all the way to the end. I need a mentor in that. But I'm working on it. Okay, Um, so it's good to celebrate along the way if what you're working on is worthwhile. And I would say that this thing called life is worthwhile. This life that God has in front of you, there's no greater pursuit that you have because if you didn't have life, well, you wouldn't have much of an endeavor. So not just the big and see, I thought that would work. We, we could have done something else for the advancing of slides, but when you're talking about celebration, you're going to think I'm just giving myself applause up here. And, and see, you're, some of you have even like moved to, to the laughter, which is just a little bit above the, the smile. Not just the big. Think back to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning of the story, well, not the beginning of God's story, the beginning of God's story with humanity, because God is eternal. He doesn't have a beginning to his story. But when he starts in the beginning, after he took and did his work and he accomplished the small task that he had done, like creating light from nothing, at the end of the day, what does the text say? It is good. Have you ever thought that at that moment God is celebrating? After each day, 
but I believe that's 24 hours, a literal 24 day, or it's just a span of time. I can work with you either way. God pauses and he celebrates. I'm not sure how big of a celebration that was. That could be, or that could be, yes, there's light. It is good. And then after creating humankind, he notches it up a little bit, right? It is very good. God wasn't done creating. You, you recognize that, right? God is continuing to, to work in the world. God didn't wait till the very end to celebrate. God had day one of six days of active creation, and at, at, along each step, he pauses to celebrate. I think it is right and good that we as his followers would do the same. So I invite you to celebrate the small. I love this verse from Zechariah 4, 410a. It's because I didn't include the end of this verse that starts to talk about something else. Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Do not despise these small beginnings. It's good to celebrate. Don't worry that what you have just accomplished may seem small in your eyes. It's good. I mentioned that my wife is a a caterer. Carrie and I are wired very different. Carrie is also a very joyful person. But she and I work very differently. My wife is one of those people who, if there is a task and you, you start here and you end here, Carrie will rest here. I, on the other hand, I'm not a marathon runner. You might be able to tell. But I, I, uh, when I was in high school, I was, I was more of a sprinter. Actually, I wasn't even a sprinter. I was a jumper. Um, and when I was a high school coach, I, I, I worked with the sprinters, and I understand the sprinter mentality. I can go all out for 50 meters, and then I'm done. And the people who run like eight times around the track, the two-milers, are thinking, that's barely a warm-up. I need like three miles to warm up. But how I am wired is I'll I'll, I'll work for a little bit, and then I'll take a break, get a glass of water. And and early on in our relationship, Carrie would look at me and say, like, you taking a break already? We're not done. Some of you are looking at your spouse. I love how that works, because often that, that happens. Carrie will not rest until she's done. And when she's done, she's exhausted. But me as a sprinter, it's actually kind of interesting. I often finish with more energy than Carrie has. Because I've taken time along the way to rest. Now, there, there are still some times when we reach the end, or what I thought was the end, and I'm done, and Carrie's like, no, we still have to clean up. What? <laughs> the party's over. And she says, yeah, but we're not guests. <sighs> okay. So it's good to celebrate along the way. The church that I'm planting, called The Table, our goal is to make disciples of Jesus who make disciples of Jesus. It's that simple. It's, it's fulfilling the, the Great Commission. But I don't have, in my, my group of about 20, I only have one or two real evangelists there. So for most of us, doing the work of an evangelist is hard work. And so we are learning to celebrate things that you might not normally celebrate. And so we start small. We have one lady, and I will not change the names, uh, Kathy. Kathy is a woman that I've known for for about five or six years. Kathy is an introvert. 
She was formerly a, a kindergarten teacher, and now she's moved back from the classroom and is doing a little bit more administration. And she has been in children's ministry um, most of her uh, adult life. She loves kids. She loves Jesus, but she doesn't, she didn't, she didn't know how to share her faith with people who came up higher than her knee. But this is one of the things that we're working on, and uh, my people at the table know that everybody is responsible for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ within their circles. About three weeks ago, when we were talking about life, we got to celebrate a small step in Kathy's life. Kathy has a, a co-worker who was going through a really rough time, injury, shortly following a, a pregnancy, and life was really hard. And Kathy said, so I was sending her an email, and it had to do with some work stuff and the, the health stuff. And then I wrote at the end, I'm praying for you. And I quickly hit send before I had a chance to take it out. We celebrated. Because for Kathy, this is a huge step. Did Kathy's coworker pray at that moment to receive Jesus? No. That is the end goal. But Kathy had been here, and she's now here. She's not yet here. But you do recognize that if we waited until Kathy were here, Kathy would never get here. Because this step from here to here is a real step in Kathy's life. That is a huge step of faith. For you introverts... For you people who are a little cautious to put yourself out there when it comes to faith, you know what I'm talking about, right? To even have that little inkling, I don't know how she's going to respond. This might offend her. This is, this is my place of employment, and I really need this job. And if I say this, what, what would happen if, if I get fired? And I, oh, my word, I, we're doing a, a, a project in our house. And, you know, th- this is kind of how Kathy works, right, in her mind. But so we take the time to celebrate. And I guarantee you that next time it will be easier for Kathy to put that as her signature on the email, or it will be just that much easier to engage in a spiritual conversation with this friend. Not just because we celebrated. We celebrated because it was a real step, but because Kathy took this small step of faith. So do not despise the day of small beginnings. I see a a number of small children around. That's so fun. Do you remember the first smile? And, and for those of you who, who, who don't know, babies don't come out knowing how to smile or not smiling, right? So that first time they smile, that's so awesome. You, sh- you take a picture and you show everybody, she smiled. If you are 42 and you're smiling and that's cause for celebration, Either you had a traumatic injury, and it's a good thing to celebrate, or you're seriously delayed in some other things. Right? If in five years from now, we're still celebrating the fact that Kathy said, I'll be praying for you, not even mentioning Jesus, but just I'm praying for you at the end of an email, I don't think I would have done my job well as as a pastor and as her joy mentor. 
You know, so, so for now, it's a really good thing to celebrate. For us as a community, for Kathy as a, as a human being, as a follower of Jesus, it's really good to celebrate that, but we don't want to get stuck there. Because the truth is, God keeps working. I love this passage, especially as we're talking about celebration and not waiting to celebrate. Philippians 1.6, I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. God's working for growth in each of us. And what is huge and worthy of celebration now, as we continue to grow in faith, it won't be. If, if you're 40 years old and the significant people in your life celebrate when you roll over, that's, that's not where you want to be. This is God's work. These large, worthy endeavors, God is with you in this process. God continues to work and to grow. And the Holy Spirit job is to cause us to look more like Jesus. And you should look more like Jesus now than you did 10 years ago. And by God's grace, we will look more like Jesus in 10 years than we do right now today. Because God works. Paul says, I am certain that God who began the good work in you will continue his work until it's finally completed. And when is it finally completed? We don't really know when this is going to happen. And so me, being the enthusiast, I need to look for things to celebrate because if, if all I have in mind that I'm going to celebrate is the finish line, I'm going to die. Right? Are, 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 are you with me? That if all I'm looking forward to celebrating is when I get to heaven, I'm going to miss on so much that is so good and worthy of celebrating. Don't get me wrong. Heaven will blow my mind. I will be so excited to be in God's presence and be worshiping and to be able to see God for who God really is. And there's going to be all sorts of other really cool stuff, pearly gates, streets that look like gold and gems and river, but I don't know that I'm really going to care about any of that other stuff for maybe the first couple million years of eternity because I'm just going to be enthralled with being able to know God for who God really is and Join the other people in worship. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. But if I wait until I get here to celebrate, that next distance is going to be really, really hard. God keeps working. Paul knows this. Paul knew this. Well, I guess he's alive in Christ. and So maybe he, present tense, knows this. He invites us. He commands us to rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. For some of you, this is relatively easy. You might be wired like me. Rejoice always. 
two Saturdays ago, I changed the light bulb in my Honda Civic. And I actually did rejoice and celebrate because we had had this car for nine years. And this was the first time I ever endeavored to do it myself. Money is tight enough right now where I could afford, afford the light bulb, uh, but I didn't want to pay the, the 20 to $40 it would be to have someone else change it. And I don't know, um, I'm, I'm 6'1", and I, I've got average size hands, maybe slightly longer fingers, and the light bulb on the driver's side of my Honda Civic. I don't know how any human being can get their hand in there to change that light bulb. Right? It starts to hurt because there, there's some pieces that are there and there, there's a hose and it, it's the power fluid or power steering fluid hose. You don't want to detach that. I did to see if I'd, I'd get some more space. And so this power fluid starts, power steering fluid starts running onto the floor so I get that back on. And Carrie asked me later, so is everything okay? Yeah, that's no problem. Um, I looked to make sure that you know, the level is. But I actually. I, I pushed through, and for those of you who are enthusiasts and you really like to celebrate and you think hard stuff is really hard, I pushed through, and my wife celebrated with me because I actually, th- there was a, a moment when I felt like giving up. Now, you do understand that this is just a light bulb in my car, right? It's not a big deal, but I actually invited my wife out and said, can you get this? Your hands are smaller than, than mine. But see, the, the, the problem is it's on the driver's side. So as you're sitting here, it's in front. So in order to reach it, you have to be doing this. And both my wife and I are right-handed. But really, the only way you can reach it is by using your left hand. And you kind of have to do this. And oh, it was hard. Seriously, hour and 20 minutes to change this stupid light bulb. I'm sweating just thinking of it. Because <laughs> he was in my garage. And I had fans, but the fans were plugged in at the back of the garage, and the front of the garage was open, but I was back, you remember, those really hot, humid days? Mm-hmm. So, called Carrie down, called down the reinforcements. I actually went and got a towel. And while she's doing it, she said, oh, I'm so close. And I was like, I know, I could get that close, too. And she said, I don't know that I can. I said, okay, let me, let me at it. I can do it. And I honestly, I pushed through in the, in the point where I would normally stop. I said, no, I've, I've seen Carl. I've got friends at, at a Midas shop in Bloomington. If you ever need good car work done, they, they can do it. Talk to me. Um, Carl has bigger hands than I do. And Carl can do this. Carl can do this? So can I. <laughs> An hour and 20 minutes later, bruises on the back of my hand, power steering fluid on the ground where there's not supposed to be. We got the light bulb in. <laughs> Those of you who are mechanics or working on your car, you say, <laughs> <laughs> But me, is like, yes! Oh, yeah! Yeah, I did it! I hope it doesn't go out for a long time. <laughs> Rejoice always. So, uh, again, will it always be this big of a celebration? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Are there more worthwhile things in life to celebrate? Absolutely. What is there in your life worth celebrating? Because what is celebrated is repeated. 
Think about it. What, what you do as, as an organization, what you do in your corporate culture or wherever, whatever someone gets to stand up and everybody does this, that, that, that's what you get. That's what other people say. Oh, I want, I want someone to do this for me too. I know I, I've been talking to, to Pastor Rob, and I know that a few weeks ago he invited you to take some risks. Have any of you taken any steps towards um, those risks that you identify? I know that you're also in, in the process of, you know, depending on, on where you are, uh, like a 90-day tithing challenge. Some of you finished, maybe. Some of you thinking about it. Have you taken risks? Be, because in, in this process of celebrating, some of you are going to, to maybe want to celebrate things that other people have been doing for years. I started giving. You know, it, it, it could be there. I hadn't given anything and I gave something. And some of you are saying, I've, I've been given at least 10% since I was this big because that's what happened. But don't allow where you are to cause you to not celebrate someone else's major victory, even though it's small in comparison to yours. Because we're all in this together. And part of why church is a good thing is because we get to celebrate. And, and those days when I feel like I have very little to celebrate... Maybe I'm not celebrating anything in my life today, and that's okay because I get to celebrate with you and for you. So, I would love to hear what is happening in your life and how you're celebrating. Or how we can celebrate with you, for you. Yes. That's a big deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. You know what? There may be some days where that's all you got. That's a good thing to celebrate. The, the step of faith, we, we started not knowing if anyone, that's awesome, way to go. Yes. Awesome. I love that. We could have like a celebrate off. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. There are people for whom joy comes easier. Awesome. I would invite you as a community, whether this is your faith home or you're just visiting, this is something that you can take to, to wherever you are. Ask some of the question, what is there in your life right now that's worth celebrating? That's a great question to then listen and celebrate with them. Would you pray with me, please? Thank you, God, that you are a God of celebration. 
You gave specific instructions to the Israelites when they should celebrate. Jesus, when you were with your disciples, you celebrated Passover and the other religious festivals with your followers. And then Paul, who saw you face to face, says things like, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. God, help us too to be people who celebrate not just waiting until the very end of a project, but even celebrating those small steps because we know that you are continuing to work in us, around us, and through us. Thank you for the joy mentors in our lives. May we be that for other people as well. In Jesus' name, amen.